you're planning a wedding and looking for some insight and a laugh and a promise you'll make it down the aisle. Engage the podcast. What real couples learned while planning their wedding. Hey guys, so today uh, on the podcast we have Amy and Tony and they are joining us from Minneapolis. Um, Hi guys. Hi. Hi. So I met Amy through Being Boss, which I've talked about on the podcast before, and I always tell people to just take a minute, turn this off, and go listen to Being Boss, and then come back, um, because it's awesome. But so Amy and I met there, and um, we've worked together on her amazing website. You should go check it out, amykretzky.com. And um, anyway, we wanted to chat with you guys about your wedding, because I think that you have some interesting perspectives on families. Um, which we haven't touched on a ton in the podcast, so. Yeah, and I love that you and I kind of bonded over engagement wedding stuff, like when we were in New Orleans and then went out for cocktails and we're like, okay, where are you having your wedding? Who's your photographer? And like just kind of did the whole rundown. Yeah, totally, because it's, you're like in the trenches almost with people whenever you're wedding planning. It's like, it's, it's such a big deal. It's like all you're thinking about. Yeah, we were both in the thick of it, and so it was just, like, the perfect timing. It was. So, okay, so you guys got married in May, right? Um, so you're you're very much newlyweds, which is awesome, but that also means that you have um, a recent, like, you remember it. It's nice and fresh in your mind, I guess is what oh, I'm trying is, to say. It is very fresh yeah. <laughs> in our mind. Okay, perfect. So I feel like... Um, you know, maybe we should just start by uh well you you guys were just telling us you were together for you've been together for like almost eight years now and you had you know a little over a year to plan the wedding but tell us what just give us like the basic rundown of of uh you know the wedding and the process I guess like you know where was it how many people that kind of thing well it was a little bit of a mishmash of a lot of things because We did it in multiple parts, I guess you could say. We started with a really more intimate ceremony that was immediate family and then closest friends. And I would say that was... About 40 to 50 people. Yeah, because just our immediate families together is like 20 people right there. So we did that in the afternoon. This was on uh, Memorial Day weekend, and we did that on purpose because we have a lot of friends from not Minnesota, so we wanted to make it really easy for them to travel, and we figured long weekend, everything. So we did this um, more intimate ceremony in the afternoon, and then a much larger reception, um, which was about 200 for dinner, and then... After dinner was over, around, like, I think 8.39 p.m., there was, like, dessert and DJ dancing and all that stuff, and another 50 or so people came then. So it was about, like, at its largest, it was 250. But, yeah, that's how it went. Wow. That's a lot of people. That's a pretty big wedding reception. And we cut a ton of people. (laughs) We probably shouldn't have, but... You know, you need to trim the fat somewhere, so it just happened. Yeah, our list was a lot bigger in the beginning, and then we, we trimmed it. Nice. That's impressive, though. You guys have lots of friends, I guess. We know a lot of people somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so you planned it for like a year and a half, you said, right? You kind of were going through the planning process? Well, I mean, like you said, we've been we've been together for almost eight years, and so... I would definitely say that before the engagement was like, quote unquote, official, we had definitely had conversations of like, oh, what is our wedding going to be like? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. The, the most ideal like scenario was what we were talking about, and obviously that's not what happened. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't get that wedding. So because what? After after we were talking about it amongst ourselves, this was like we didn't actually start planning getting down to it until maybe six months out. No, maybe even more than that. Eight months out. So that's when we started getting family involved. And that's when everything changed. Okay, so what was the plan originally? Like, what was your your dream wedding between the two of you? (laughs) Our dream wedding was like, let's throw a big party in this warehouse that our friends just happen to have a gallery in. And we'll get, like, our favorite restaurant and just, like, get a ton of food. And then we'll get some kegs. Because we know a lot of people that work at breweries. And then we'll get a bunch of wine because we have a bunch of friends that work at, like, wine distributors. And we'll just have a big party and it'll be, like, I don't even think we talked about, like, what the actual ceremony would ever look like. We're just like, let's have a big party in this warehouse. <laughs> hmm Sounds about right. Yeah. You were focused so, where I was focused, that's for sure. Yeah. That was essentially it. Like, we just wanted to have more or less a party and after we started talking to our families, then it became a plated dinner. And Well, it went kind of like this. It went, okay, well, this is our idea, which was great. And my mom was totally like, okay, that is a great idea. She's like, but then what I want to do is I'm going to throw you guys a party or a brunch or a, you know, a something for her friends. Because she wanted something a little bit more uh, sit down and a little bit fancier. And so we were like, okay, that's fine. And then it just kept, like, snowballing into, like, if we do this, then we have to do that, and then we have to do this. And then next thing we know, we were, like, thinking about planning three separate events on three separate days. And I was like, uh-uh, that ain't happening. Like, that idea was just, like, too too much planning. I mean, Tony and I are we're, we're both business owners. We both run our own businesses, so we don't have a whole lot of free time to, like, plan a wedding. And luckily, my mom is retired, and she loves this sort of shit. And so, um, in the end, we decided to do this, like, staggered thing so that it could be how we wanted it for one part and then how she wanted it for another part. Gotcha. And which and so so the idea of doing like the party kind of stayed, but then you is it that you sort of added the ceremony to? I mean, because you were always gonna have a ceremony, right? I mean, I assume you would have had some kind of like. Is it that you just hadn't thought about it, or the ceremony was kind of an afterthought, actually? Like it was, it was more about the reception (laughs) first, and then the ceremony. Well, actually, we kind of had that locked in, like for a long time. We wanted to do a small ceremony, like there's a park, like right outside downtown here in Minneapolis that is right next to the river, and there's like this little bywater that it goes along, and it's really secluded and really wooded, and you wouldn't really think that you're in the middle of downtown. And we used to go there a lot with our dog, and it's just a park that we've spent a lot of time in together as a couple, so it had some emotional connection to us. Sounds really nice. Yeah, so we wanted to do it there, and it was, like, something that we, that was, like, decided, like, long ago, and we just knew that that was going to happen. So most of the focus was on the reception when we were planning anything. I grew up Jewish. Tony grew up kind of Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so we knew that we weren't going to have a religious ceremony in any you know, house of worship or anything like that. And so we're like, okay, well, if we're going to do our own thing, we might as well, like, 
go all out and do our own thing and so we're like let's do it outside and let's just have it super intimate and small and one of our friends who's like ordained on the internet did it and like it was that was exactly what we wanted it to be and and in the end what really happened is that like my mom gave me full reign on the ceremony because really the ceremony for me is what's most important like that's the marriage right there whereas the party is fun and it's a party and I I want all my friends to be there but like I don't really care if there's a keg or if there's a bartender like I don't really care that much and so in the end Tony and I got full reign over the ceremony. We got to make it exactly how we wanted it. And then my mom got like 85% full reign on the reception and just let us put in our two cents here and there. And it worked out perfectly in the end. Like it really did kind of give us the best of both worlds. But whenever you kind of went and told her about this and then she, even though she was supportive, um, but then, you know, was kind of reworking it, how did you feel as that was happening and kind of your reception dreams were going out the window a little bit? It was definitely negotiation, for sure. <laughs> we ended up, because we, we kind of pitched what we wanted to do to them. And they were like, yeah, cool, but no. <laughs> well, no, we, what, what really happened was that they were like, okay, go for it. Like, you guys throw that party, but we're also going to throw another party for our friends. And so then it was kind of like, but they also gave us the option of them throwing this, like, one really big party. And when it came down to brass tacks, it's like, we couldn't really afford to do what we wanted to do, even in that really casual way on the scale that we wanted to do it. Whereas my parents were generously offering to, you know, throw this other party. And so so it just made sense to do it this way. And how were the two of them different? Like what, what was different about the party they wanted to throw? Oh, it was very nice. It was one of the nicer weddings I've ever been to myself, and it was so, my wedding. <laughs> so just kind of more formal, like like seated dinner and like yeah, they wanted yeah. the salmon and the on you know served on a plate and yeah, there was no buffet. It was a it was a plated dinner. Um, that had the most gorgeous flowers I've ever seen at a wedding ever. It was insane. The floral, like my mom, let me choose the photographer I wanted and the DJ that I wanted because those were the things that she knew were really important to me. And she and I both really agreed on a lot of food stuff. Like, I didn't care if it was buffet or plated, whereas she did. So I was like, okay, fine. But I cared about how it tasted and, like, what the options were. And so we were totally in cahoots about that. But then the thing that she wanted full control over was, like, the decoration. But she's very... She was very open to my input. She just wanted this one floral guy to, like, do it. And so it worked out fine. Like... I went, I met with him, I told him exactly what I, like, colors I wanted and the sort of things I wanted, and he ran with it and did the most beautiful job ever, so it turned out gorgeous. Were were there things that you guys had to give up in this negotiation? Well, I think the magic compromise was that we found the local caterer in town that we chose was the, one of the first ones to do the farm-to-table movement, and they just recently started renting out this big hall in this old warehouse building, and they redid the whole, they had the whole floor, and they so if you wanted to have any event there, they had to cater it. So we chose that because we knew the food is good and that they had stuff that Amy's mom would want. And it really kind of narrowed a lot of selections down. Like Amy's mom wanted to choose like the chairs and the types of plates and the silverware and all this. And they were like, we have one kind of all of those. So it really took a lot of 
debating and choosing of all this stuff. But part of what happened when we were looking for locations is because when you're having a seated dinner of 200 plus, which really at the time we weren't sure if our seated dinner was going to be maybe 220, 230, 240 because the invite list was 250 and you just assume that, you know, several people aren't going to be able to make it. And so originally we were like gonna look at places where we could choose what food and booze we could bring in ourselves but all the places that do that sort of thing in Minnesota um kind of have a cap of 200 and so we really had to like start looking at some of like the nicer bigger places in order to accommodate this many people and a lot of those places are like hotels or ritzy event spaces downtown and that is not Tony and I's scene like that just wouldn't work for us you know there was our ideal like super casual party that we were thinking about having and then there's what you think of when you think of a really fancy wedding at like a hotel and I did not want that like that sort of thing was not ever going to be part of my plan and so what basically happened is we found this one location that it's an old warehouse there was exposed brick and exposed beams and it literally was five blocks from where we were living at the time and it was above a brewery and it's like all the things that just work perfectly for us and it very much fit our aesthetic and the vibe that we were going for and so even though it was run by a really well-known caterer that does the plated dinner and the fancy farm to table and all that sort of thing like it didn't have that stuffy feel that I really wanted to avoid. This is so interesting to me because I feel like if my mom were to take over my wedding planning she would just there'd be no way that she would get uh my vision I think and I know she's listening um hi mom but (laughs) she I it's just we're we're just pretty different I think I have such a specific vision and like you said like there are things that just wouldn't represent you and you want you want to be in a space that represents you as a couple etc and I just don't think that my mom would be able to either a sort of find it and, and be able to do it or be maybe um well, I forget B. <laughs> there were a couple of things that really worked in our favor one my mom knows me and has gone shopping with me enough times to know that like 50 percent of the time she holds up something and I look at her and I'm like uh-uh <laughs> you know like she knows what I don't like enough She's not always sure what I like, but she's pretty sure of what I don't like. And so what she kind of did was anytime there was something that she needed my approval on or like my input, um, she would choose three options and be like, what do you like, A, B, or C? And I could easily just say, you know, I like this one. And it, it limited my options. And so I didn't have to take the time of doing all the research. You know, she liked doing all of that. And so she took the time to do it and then just gave me minimal options so I could just go in and say that one or not that one. And so she was getting what she liked because she was choosing her three favorites that she thought I would also like. And then I was getting what I liked also because then I was just choosing from her selection so it it worked out really well and there were some things that like really I didn't give a crap about like I didn't care what color the chairs were or what the tablecloths were and so those things I was like you do your thing mom like feel free like what tray the nuts were in or something like that (laughs) like you know I don't need to make that decision and she was happy to make that decision she, she did an awesome job of thinking about stuff that I still had, had 
not given a thought to. And so that, that was great having somebody like really full on into it, even though like I knew that like some of the things I probably wasn't going to be in love with, but you just kind of like take it because it's, it's, you know, hard work that you don't have to do. Really, she, even though she's retired, she should get a second career as a wedding planner because she was really good at it. <laughs> well, I feel like that's the other thing. That's one of the things that I'm um, dealing with right now is just I am so stressed out because I'm dealing with the choices like picking out the nut tray right now. So on, like in our wedding, um, whatever the equivalent of that would be. And I feel like that... Pie labels. Pie labels. I'm making fucking pie labels. Hint. Original handmade. We have to have original handmade labels to tell people what the pies are. Well, and Amy, you you know me like I. So I like pick the font and then I like cut them all out. (laughs) I like a cookie table thing, like on one of your other episodes where there was like a whole cookie table. Oh my gosh, it's it's just a replacement for cake, basically. Is all it is. (laughs) Because these pies are amazing. We should link to them it's dangerously delicious in dc and baltimore but so like little things like that and that's like the other thing is i know that these things are like this is a self-inflicted stress on on me because i feel like maybe because i like i'm such a visual person and i feel like my aesthetic represents like who i am as like in my work like literally in my career too so all of the aesthetic pieces are are so important to me and i'm also so overwhelmed by trying to make everything perfect and Ryan and I were just talking last night about how we've been doing this podcast for oh like a year now and people are basically always like don't sweat the small stuff and I know that's true and I like am lost in this deep ocean of small things but well I think that the small stuff is important because I'm like you like I'm very visual I mean I hired you to do my website because I care about how it looks yeah I'm that sort of person And so I get exactly where you're coming from. What I would, the advice I would give you is a little different. Instead of not sweating the small stuff, you could do like one or two things. Like either delegate that to someone that you trust that also has like a vision that you have, like either be a friend or, you know, the one thing that we didn't do, which is like kind of the number two suggestion, the one thing that we didn't do, which I would have maybe in retrospect gone and done is hire like a wedding planner or a day of planner. Yes. And it's something that I didn't think was really necessary. And I think that the wedding planning part for me wasn't necessary because my mom really did take on that role. But I wish that we had a day of coordinator because I didn't want to be the one answering the questions from the caterer about this or that little thing or you know, when the presents have to be taken out and down to whomever's car. Like, those are the things that we weren't thinking about in advance. And it would have been really nice to have somebody else deal with those questions instead of them trying to grab me or my mom, where we're both, like, in a zillion places at once. Yeah, totally. I actually, so I I think maybe because I've been so stressed out, I hired a, a month of she calls herself a month of coordinator and she has I mean she's been working with me now for the past like two months I actually met her at being boss Miami so Who um is Alexa Curtis oh, yeah yeah awesome. so we traded services which was also awesome but um that's exactly why because I feel like on the day of I I've been so stressed out for over a year that by the time I get to the day if I'm stressing out on the day like will it even have been worth it then I mean obviously we're getting married and that's worth it but you know what I mean like all the little things to stress about at least if I can hand them off to someone then maybe that's helpful I love that idea of like a month of planner because I feel like 
like a wedding planner when you're engaged for like a year and a half a wedding planner seems kind of ridiculous because I don't know there's only so much stuff that you can do like that far in advance like once you get the venue and you get like certain vendors you're just like it's like a waiting game like we did a bunch of stuff when we first got engaged and then we did nothing for months and months and months until a couple months before the wedding yeah that's that's been sort of how ours was too but it is nice I think that you have your mom she was there to help you but I do think that's nice oh yeah I mean I honestly think that if my mom hadn't planned the wedding that we had like we really would have had just like a big warehouse party and it would have been great and it would have been fun but it wouldn't have maybe felt the same I don't know I don't know how it would have been different this was very special and it was very planned and very perfect and even though things didn't go perfectly it still ended up perfect in the grand sense of thing grand like scheme of things um for instance we wanted to have the ceremony down at the dock on the mississippi like tony was telling you and turns out it rained like all day oh no (laughs) we're having ours outside too so so what'd you do well here's the funny thing is that tony and i were always just like eh, we'll figure it out like whatever we're very like laissez-faire we could have made it happen earlier in the day but it's so difficult to move up yeah an event like that where it was easier just to change venues than it was to change the time so basically what happened was this is like you know my mom being the planner that she was like you know, months and months in advance was like, what's your rain plan? And even though she really wasn't having anything to do with the ceremony, she was just like, well, what do you do in case it rains? And I was like, well, if it's just sprinkling, we'll like move it to a different part of the park where they have like the pavilion sort of thing. And if it's raining super hard, we'll just do it where the ceremony or where the reception is going to be just like earlier in the day. Which was okay, except for they're setting up the reception, so there's, like, all these workers in there. And so then the week of the wedding shows up, and I look at the forecast, and it's, like, it's not, like, 20% rain. It's, like, 90% rain. And I was, like, oh, fuck. (laughs) 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 Now we, like, really need to think of a plan. And it wasn't just, like, light sprinkles. It was, like, thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. And so we are really lucky, and we have amazing friends like our friends are just the best ever and not only did I have a couple girlfriends that decided that they were gonna um help like gather flowers that I was I went to the farmer's market earlier that week and got a bunch of flowers and they were gonna make bouquets with the flowers to like make the area out by the river really pretty but then we realized it wasn't gonna be out by the river and then some other friends of ours recently rented this uh, very cool storefront space um, only five or six blocks from where the reception was going to be. It's this storefront that they're using as an educational facility slash gallery space, etc. And they'd only had that space for about a month or so at that time, so it was pretty empty. Well, we should plug it. It's the water bar. Oh yeah, it's called the water bar and we'll link to it also. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But basically I texted my friend that like runs it about three days before the wedding and I was like uh do you have any events going on on Saturday and she was like no we're going to your wedding in the evening and I was like awesome can we have the ceremony at your at your gallery space earlier in the day and she was like oh yeah totally and so in the end I like hooked her up with the my girlfriends that were doing the flowers and they went to the space a couple hours before the ceremony was supposed to be there and like 
just made it so beautiful. Like they just set it up so perfectly. And in the end, I really feel like it actually worked out better to have it inside than out down by the river because people could actually hear the vows better. And it, it just, it worked out perfectly. It looked like we planned it forever and it was literally thrown together last minute. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I love when that's the case. Well, so let me ask you guys, how did people react to the fact that not everyone was inv- that was invited to the, re- to the reception was invited to the ceremony. You know, I think it turned out pretty fine. You know, in advance, we told a lot of people that it was like, you know, the ceremony is super intimate. It's going to be really fa- small, like mostly family. And yeah, there were like 50 people at the ceremony, but really like a lot of that was family. We have pretty big families, but it worked out pretty well. The one thing that did get a little weird was that even though on the invitation we like made kind of two different invitations even though they looked really similar but on the invitation for the people that were just invited to like the dinner and reception stuff it said you know you're invited to celebrate the I don't remember the exact wording but it was something that insinuated that the wedding had already happened and now we're gonna like toast to the bride and groom but I do think that that was confusing for some people. So some people showed up at 6 p.m. for, like, the dinner stuff expecting, like, a ceremony to happen. So they were a little bit oh. confused, which I heard about after the fact. But at that point, it's like, whatever. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I wish I had your attitude about this right now. Maybe I will in two months from our wedding. We'll see. Um, I wanted to ask you, though. So I feel like if my mom, again, was planning my wedding, I feel like we would butt heads if not a little bit probably a lot did you guys like get in fights about stuff or was it pretty easy going once she was taking the reins i really don't think there was a single fight do you uh there was a couple heated exchanges (laughs) (laughs) well we would have dinner at her parents house and her dad kind of had the same uh mentality as as us where you know it's just it's a party for you know to celebrate but it's you know it's not um, the end of the world. Yeah. So when we weren't agreeing on something, you know, we would, it wasn't, it, it never got to like yelling or anything, but it was, I emotions think, were high. I think that my points. mom and dad maybe had more heated conversations than like my mom and I did. I think like my mom and I did totally fine throughout it. And then, you know, my dad would just be like, why are you being crazy about this? And my mom's like, I'm not crazy. This literally needs to be thought about because she was the only one that believed it because she's the only one that's ever, you know, cared about this sort of stuff before, which was true. And it was fine. And in retrospect, it all worked out perfect. So nice. So what, what do you guys think in terms of thinking back on the wedding now, having a couple months to have like digested it all? Is there anything you would have done differently or is there any sort of like advice that you would give people who are listening who are kind of, you know, just starting out or maybe in the thick of it in terms of planning? Or, or in the thick of it with their families too? You know, I, I don't know. When it comes to your family, it really, I, I don't really have any advice because really when it came down to it, like she cared about things that I didn't care about and I cared about things that she didn't care about and so it just worked. I think if we had both really cared about certain things, there would have been a lot more problems. But, like, she didn't care what photographer there was. I really cared what photographer there was. You know, she did really care about the florist. I trusted her enough to know that whatever she chose was going to be perfect. I think that, well, that's just an example of pick your battles. Um, because, you know, if you give somebody, like, 
free reign on making a decision that they feel like they are, you know, responsible and special in that way. So they kind of will give back something that you care about more, maybe. And I think that's kind of what we dealt with where, you know, Amy kind of dug her heels in on a couple things, but then really gave up other things with, you know, like the flowers and whatever, where she, she had some input, but it wasn't like anything that, you know, like, oh, it needs to be this certain way. She really, like, let her mom do, the thing do that she what wanted she wanted. Do. Yeah. And I think that that was really a key factor for our wedding going smoothly, or at least the planning. I would say that um, some advice when it comes to someone like us that's trying to do some of it DIY, because the ceremony, it was totally DIY. The reception was totally, like, vendors and everything doing all the setting up, but the ceremony was completely DIY and there are certain things that we should have absolutely tried to complete in advance and plan more in advance instead of, you know, the day or so before the wedding, like doing all the flowers, you know, that, and it's not that we couldn't do it. It's just like, you really need to delegate some of those things. So they don't all have to be the bride's responsibility or the mother of the bride's responsibility. Like it's okay to ask for help. And for us, we didn't have a, a bridal party at all. We didn't even have anybody stand up with us at the altar. It was just the two of us and our friend that married us. And because of that, I didn't exactly have quote unquote bridesmaids that I could like lean on. And so then I had to, you know, ask certain friends like, Hey, can you do this? And they were all more than happy to help, but it felt kind of weird since they weren't technically like bridesmaids who I guess generally are required to help. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, what what I take from what you're saying is it's important to be able to, like, trust people and to, you know, because you have all these competing wants, like, you have to be able to say, okay, like, you know what, you can have that. And that's not the easiest thing to do sometimes. Yeah, it's really important not to micromanage because it's just going to drive you crazy. Yeah, you have to be flexible with decision-making. And also another, another point, um, it's never too early to start any part of the planning or doing stuff. Like one thing that we did is like we, we kind of put stuff off for a while and stuff that we could have done early. But, but we were lazy. But yeah, we were kind of lazy and just put it off. You know, obviously you need a break if you're just like constantly doing wedding stuff every night or something like that. But we put stuff off until it became like last minute and it's stuff that we could have done weeks ahead of time and just had had to be ready um that was kind of one thing that 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 kind of stuck out in my mind like looking back like what what's an example of that um like we like printing out like the name cards for the seating cards the seating cards um see we like we could have printed those like months in advance yeah there's like other decorations and photos and like stuff like that that we could have had prepped like weeks beforehand and we did it the day of some of it yeah it became rushed (laughs) instead of like planned out and done that's funny I don't think I could do that just as like I I don't know I'm like the opposite of a procrastinator where like I have to get it done immediately once it's time like once I know it needs to be done it's actually awful because then I'm like stressed out and I probably have like six months and I'm like I need to do it today I'm a little bit like that too and I'll be like because some of this stuff was you know, certain people's responsibility or not. And I'd be like, hey, have you done this thing? And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, okay, fine. And then it comes up, we're like, oh, shit, we got to do this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But another thing I would recommend, especially when it comes to the like family involvement, if somebody else has kind of taken over and like is doing most of the planning, it's really important to like get find ways that you can infuse your own personality into that day so it feels like you. So even though like, you know, some people would walk in and absolutely say like, yep, this is your mother's party. Like it looks so perfect and fabulous just like your mother would put together it still had elements of me in it and then for instance like at our ceremony you know we had our friend do the marry us and do the sermon and everything and he was perfect and we instead of doing like a poem or a psalm or anything like that we decided to have one of our friends read the lyrics from a Black Sabbath song because it actually worked really well. And, like, I really love Black Sabbath and Tony and I like metal music and whatever. And it was just, like, so perfect. And so then it was funny, too, because then my friends or, like, our friend walked up there and, like, started reading these lyrics. And at least 50% of the people at the ceremony, like, our friends at the ceremony, knew exactly what it was and that it was a Black Sabbath song. And we're all kind of, like, giggling and laughing and we were giggling and laughing and it just made the day that much more fun and special as opposed to so like stoic and solemn and serious and like I don't know I'm all for like crying at your own wedding and like anything like that but I wanted to have fun at my wedding like I didn't want to be crying at my wedding I wanted to like laugh and enjoy myself and like look at Tony and smile and all that stuff which it totally ended up being that way. That is so nice. I'm about to weep right now hearing about it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I feel like this has been super interesting. And also, as like a, a PS, um, you basically had the wedding of my dreams. So I'm a little jealous of you right now. <laughs> um, okay, well, thanks, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for coming on, guys. All right, bye. Bye.